December 6, 2016. It's a Watt from Pedro show.
Pedro Show. Hey, brother Matt. Hey, back in action. Yeah, back in action. Is that a new hat? Uh, no, it's a clean one. I got it cleaned. <laughs> How do you do that? Yeah, I took it to the cleaners. Yeah, I didn't know you could so do you that. You throw them in the washing machine. Nor- the brim's gone, right? Yeah, you could do it once in a while, a couple times maybe. But the brim. Uh, yeah, it was kind of a good one. I didn't want to just trash it. What's but, in uh, a brim? Cardboard, cardboard? Yeah. yeah. So it ain't gonna really. I had these cool hats from Thailand when I was yeah. there. They were everywhere. I can't find them anywhere else. But it was like a baseball hat with no brim. So it was just like a little skull cap. Whoa. But it was great for like bad hair days or didn't want. Yeah, kind of, kind of yummy. Pope's, yeah. yeah. Pope wears a yarmulke. <laughs> uh, those guys all go to the same parties. But when they dry clean, so it's like you're not soaking it. I guess not. But, uh, yeah, it worked out pretty good. I remember sometimes I had them in the brims. Yeah, they were never you know, the same. It's, it's different these days. Flat brims. Yeah, like hip hopper. Yeah, yeah, I'm like not into that. Nobody had a flat brim. Yeah, you, yeah, you worked that thing. Someone yeah. Someone slap them yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like right out of the box. Yeah. Well, keep, sometimes they keep the tag on it. Yeah, keep a tag on there. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, hip hop dudes. It's too big, too. Couple sizes too. too big. So kind of Charlie Brown rock. Uh, he had the flat brim and he had it way too big. Uh, Star with evidence from uh, John Coltrane when he was with uh, Thelonious Monk. They are both at Carnegie Hall, 1957, the year uh, John Coltrane quit. Jump. Right, John uh, Miles Davis punches him after gig. You're out of the band and. The story is, uh, Tony Spunk was backstage, and Miles, you shouldn't have done that. So he goes to John, you play with me, I think nine months, and that pad I take when I'm playing in Philly, the first house he bought, 33rd Street, with his GI Bill and sailor money. Uh, yeah, two weeks upstairs. Suffering up. outside the hatch, and he kicked the shit. Yeah. Like Richard Melcher says, uh, kick dope out of the temple. <laughs> I, yeah, because I guess everybody thought they had to be as fucked up as uh, Charlie Parker, right? Mm. But uh, he, he he told me, John Coltrane showed the other cats, no, you can quit and get better. There was some guy, you know, Clifford Brown, even Diz wasn't that much in him. That's a, a, but, but Bird was such a monster, everybody looked up to him, and mm. then they saw how wasted he was. Mm. Oh, I have to be like that. But that whole, that whole like preconceived mindset, or, or that's a part of it. Uh, Peter talked about that so awesomely. That's right. Um, yeah, th- th- yeah. It was so. His story was just amazing. Yeah. Uh, just how that was part now. of it. Yeah, he's badass. Yeah, um, we started the show off. Yeah, John Coltrane, like always. But then. Uh, Hardfall from Model Actress, which is one of the projects our guest today, Brother Matt. We got to hey. welcome aboard, Mr. Tim. Tim Aaron. Tim's in the house. Hello. Yeah. Thank you for welcome. being here. Make the, Thanks for having me. Down to Pedro from where? From L.A., Silver Lake. Silver Lake Park. Cool. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you know, it's one word. Yeah. No. What? It's two words. Really? There's a cat named Silver. Oh. I think he was a water oh. management guy. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, so it's actually a family name of wow. a guy. And then that lake's named after. So the uh, development trip? The, well, the at project. first it was, a, uh, it was a reservoir. It's a reservoir yeah. first. 
It still is. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, empty right now. It was like yeah, Hollywood right. land. But uh, that's like, when it started. I don't think uh, there was a uh, when it was built. There was a lot going on. Mm. I think uh, Echo Park is actually before Silver Lake, maybe. Probably all them parks. You know, there was uh, downtown LA for a long time. Yes, yeah, right? it starts spreading. Man, you know that terrible lynching of those Chinese guys. Eighteen eighties, late eighteen eighties. Mm. Four policemen. Wow, and the town was tiny. Wow, I didn't know about, about that. This. Yeah, and they would chase dudes on warrants. There was like nobody patrolling. That's what happened. These uh, vigilantes got these guys, and it was terrible. There was KKK but, uh, action in Pedro back in those times. Right, well, too. Yeah. a little later twenties. Yeah, in fact, there was a march in nineteen twenty-three. It was on Tenth Street. Uh, I'm not going to say the name of the place because they don't, but that pad was where they were at, uh-huh. uh, a couple blocks west of Gaffney. And they marched from there. There was an IWW hall here. It's a Mercado now, Bodega, on 12th. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's east of, is it, uh, of Palos Verde? Uh, west of Palos Verde. Uh, uh, Mesa center? center, yeah. Maybe, Mesa. <laughs> <laughs> my own town. <laughs> Or my adopted town. There's nowhere to turn. Anyway, <laughs> it's a little bodega now, but that was IWW. They marched on there to say no immigrant. Oh. I see nothing's new. Same uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, a different chapter. Again, you want it again? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Careful. So, you made the, he- the hell ride down. But... Um, it was smooth. Actually... You you made you you're not from you're like me you're from the East Coast yeah DC right so Born and raised. let's go back let's go back to your uh, first music memory my first music moment but that you have now memory oh memory, memory of music that's uh, your earliest that's what I should say mm-hmm. my earliest was uh, probably my dad taking me to a muddy water show bitching yeah going to a gig in DC yeah. right all right what so year more music in the house and shit it's a gig. Yeah, then I started. Where was it at? Do you remember it was that? At, at, it was called the Bayou, and it was on uh, right on the Potomac River below Georgetown. Wow. What year? Uh, probably south of Georgetown. Probably seventy-eight. Wow, bitching. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, he must have been bad. You see, that's yeah. towards. Kind of the, yeah, my, my first show was Bo Diddley about seventy-six, seventy-five, seventy-six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And uh, what do you remember most about the gig? Uh, well, I just remember him fighting to get me in because I was like 14. Oh, underage. Yeah, and, and I loved it. Um, and I started, you know, listening. Do you have a full band? Yeah, full band. Well, did Packed. he do like electric Packed butt out. stuff or did he do, or Manish Boy? And, uh, oh, yeah, all of it. Like, all of it. Know, okay. Totally. Mm-hmm. Electric butt is weird. Mm-hmm. It's not really what he's known for, but it's, it's this trip thing. Mm-hmm. Dudes were trying to throw, show respect, probably. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, new era. were into like... Turn them on to bigger audience, probably. Well, yeah, right. didn't the Stones have them open, too? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, so I started, you know, just listening to my dad's records after that. What's that? Was there music in the pad, like uh, musicians? Um, in the pad. Yeah, like your mom, your pop, did they play? In the oh, no, they no, say? but they had records from the, my, my, my dad was working in the White House with Jimmy Carter. Mm-hmm. He was a, like, deputy national security advisor, so it was a, it was pretty weird. <laughs> no, um, but he was also a music man, he had a lot of records. But he had records from, yeah, from, he hadn't bought records for a while, but he had stuff from the 60s and 70s, and he had a lot so of blues records. Is, and you're hearing this in the pad. Yeah. Do you remember I, the first record you, you got yourself? 
Uh, first record I got was Black Sabbath, the first, first album. album. I think the word's eponymous. Mm. <laughs> now, when you name your record after your band name, uh. I think it's called eponymous because when Albert Bouchard did, uh, speaking of Albert Bouchard, mm. I talked to a dude. This dude wanted me to talk about one record. So for an hour I talked about Tyranny Mutation by the uh-huh. over every song. And uh-huh. I told him how important it was to me and Dee Boone, a huge influence. But Albert, when they did Brain Surgeons, they called the first album Eponymous. Because <laughs> 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 why? Because they're brain surgeons. <laughs> what you do? <laughs> Well, so, that uh, first track on that album, I you actually... You bought that. Now, now why, why that? Now, it came out in 70 or 71, right? Yeah. So it's a little down the road. How did you find out about it? Uh, Cats just, at school? Just me and a friend went to the store and saw this scary-looking... Oh, the house and the lady. Yeah, and then... Uh, and it was... The back is funny. It was actually raining when we bought ah. the record, so we ran back and put it on... And so and it starts raining. starts with rain, so it just just got louder and louder until the bells Some came. Some bells. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the back is funny. It's like all these little... The England one's different than the U.S. one, but it's hilarious. It looks nothing like the cover. The cover is pretty... We were a little enhanced for the first time in our <laughs> yeah. youth, and, the, and the, it the was paranoid uh, pretty scary. <laughs> Who is the guy? Is one of the guys in the band on Paranoid? They dress somebody up in a... Spacesuit or whatever he's wearing. Oh, and that with the that sword. The, I wonder if that's. I don't know. It was one of the most goofy covers. Get in your medieval costume. He's wearing like something like. <laughs> yeah. Get up that somehow. But the first album was it's like tapestry is so scary. Yeah, it looks. That was, uh, and that first tune, and with that big flatted fifth theme. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Okay, so you bought that just just because of the cover. Basically, yeah. Wow. I've yeah. dug on a bunch of blind grabs like that over the years. Just something I picked cool. Shit on the covers. Yeah. Especially yeah. when the punk stuff came because nobody wrote about it. So mm-hmm. that was mainly well, that in the band name. Yeah. <laughs> he knew nothing about it. Zeta London's go over there and didn't know any of that shit. You know, Ramones, but mm-hmm. you know, alternative television, you know. Yeah. The, the pop group mm-hmm. <laughs> name. Turned out they were a pretty good band. Uh, but totally picked it on the cover. Yeah, they had guys with the mud heads on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, up to that point, you get in that record. Yeah. Did you play any instruments? Um, I got a guitar. Okay, when did that happen? And I got a bass. I got a, uh, a bass similar to your Gibson one, actually. When, when did you get a guitar? I would say probably 12. And why? Um... My parents were just trying to engage me in something I'd be interested in. Oh, it was their idea. Uh, that was. Was it like one of these deals where if we get you this guitar, you got to take lessons? Yeah. Yeah. And I had, and I learned Every, like a Almost everybody song. has that deal. <laughs> yeah. And it's um, usually guys teaching you all the stuff that you don't want to learn. Yeah. Or was it? Was it like that? I remember Dead Flowers. I was taught that. And, oh, wow. Uh, so, okay. Yeah. It wasn't like the Segovia or the Alfred. No, no, they weren't making me. books? Yeah, no. <laughs> No, the guitar got, method. <laughs> no, no, it was it was pretty cool, but I kind of went back. I went over to bass, and then I started on drums. And then you got a bass. Now, why did you want a bass? Uh, I think it was just because it was easier for uh, me. You know, it's easier to start, not to finish on, but <laughs> to okay. start on. When when you started on the guitar, mm-hmm. uh, you just playing with the teacher, playing by yourself, or did you get in a band? Yeah, the, no, the just cats? sometimes we'd make noise in my basement. Yeah, yeah, that was a practice. 
Yeah, it was... Uh, remember your first amp? Uh, it was also a Gibson amp. I remember yeah. when Gibson made amps. Yeah. And Boone had one. Oh, yeah? His first, like... Yeah, it was about that size. Drums. Yeah, exactly. One twelve. Because mm-hmm. we had these little guys with five-inch speakers, you couldn't even hear them those over the drums. Uh-huh. You'd have to put them up on dressers. Right. Still couldn't hear the shit. Mm-hmm. So he got a Gibson. Okay, so like the amp came with the guitar. Yeah. And uh, but then you moved to drums. Oh. Based <laughs> in the drums. Uh, so you must have got a drum set. I did. I did some. So you guy. had all three things. So dudes could just come over and you're ready, you're set up. I had a, yeah, I had the place where people would hang in the afternoon. I'd cut school early and, yeah. and we'd play. Um, so the, there's a lot of uh, interlap between guys you went to school with and playing. Yeah, well, um, I was, went to school up in Chevy Chase Circle with Steve Call, actually. Okay, we, my booker man. Yeah. Mm. So we had... Uh, Over 25 years. Mm. There was only like 60 people in that school, but he was one of them and we were friends. Wow. And he then, ended up in SoCal. Yeah, I know. It was amazing. Um, and then... Calster, much respect. And then I uh, I would uh, cut school and basically hang with other people down in Georgetown where I lived. And, and they're the ones jamming with you. Yeah. And what about band? Did you end up putting together the band in high school? N- no. Uh, well, in hi- high school is another story because this is... This is well, sort this of, is still junior This high. is like junior high, yeah. I was sneaking out a lot and... My my two sort of main musical things I was experiencing was, uh, well, I would sneak out and see Russ Never Sleeps, Rocky Horror Picture Show, and Eraser had triple feature. Late, <laughs> late night things. Yeah, so I'd see that like three times a week. Russ is Neil uh, Young. Ru- Neil Young, yeah. And guys in Devo suits. Yeah. And, uh, maybe well, they're in uh, Star Wars. Uh, oh. Yeah, there's, that's yeah. what I was going to say, some kind of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Helper man, they're, they're like helpers, and there's one Devo guy that's up on the with a little glowing eyes. Yeah, yeah. he's kind of up on the I don't know light mounts. <laughs> so I got into and what's Neil. the other one? Rocky Horror, of course. Rocky Horror, and then Eraserhead. Where so that would take it. over the movie. Rocky Horror, they're throwing the. Well, back in the seventies, they would have a motorcycle come in and do a wheelie down the aisle. And, <laughs> yeah, that's more than the Timmy. Fire extinguishers yeah, for the rain. Yeah, water guns. Toes. Oh man. <laughs> So that place was, singing the, saying the words before they come on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They would have the whole band and the whole cast doing the entire thing below the screen. Yeah. Yeah, time just a, a party. Wow. I mean, just a raging and then, party. And then the other one, Eraserhead, which that is was a like, total freak out. Yeah, just to, to finish it. I think Iver's did the soundtrack. Mm. It's like... <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> the radiator <laughs> sound. Yeah, radiator. <laughs> <laughs> he ended up getting choked to death real bad. Oh, no. Terrible. Nobody uh-huh. solved it. He, um, well, after that show, we would jam in the theater while the guy would, the guy who cleaned up also had a, had an SG and a couple big amps. So we would jam it. It's the band that's doing the Rocky Horror. No, no. This was just just like leftover gear, some of his, and then we would just play till like five in the morning. Wow. And, uh, and. After the movies. Yeah, it was just, that was, that was the other sort of band experience. Okay. Well, well, let's play, uh. Gobblehoof, because this mm-hmm. is where I first meet you, and this is in Western Massachusetts. Uh, yes, and yes. This, it's called college. S- this is college. And it's a heavy-handed, heavy-handed trip track. <laughs> Here we go. Aching and my 
can't get no rest and I just want to drift away I find it hard to live today I need an excuse to get away I want to drift on the clouds the piece of them that's in my heart the piece of them right from the start that's gonna drive me
delicious, 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 delicious,
down. She makes my temp gauge steady when I'm driving around. She's my, she's my radiator of love. She's my radiator of love. She's looking good out in front where she ought to be.
Aqueda Aquela tia do prijatelj moj Kada tide curica na koju Hiće moći Da po redu dan po dan Na javnim mestima skrosan Al normalno da uvijek neko dobe Da me čuje makar i sa srana Niš mi više nije važno Naša sam si dava Hoću samo svirati od kačice I to je sve A kada delam Kada ti idu prijatelji moji Kada ti ide curica na koju Iće moći Ljudi samo pričaju Zake si nervozan Ljudi samo veli Nemoj bita grozan Ljudske usne šapću Žule se po gradu Izbjegavaj frku Skinuli budu ti glavu Ništa mi više nije važno Naša sam si dobar bevan Oću samo svirati od kačice I to je sve Ništa mi više nije važno Naša sam si dobar bevan Oću samo svirati od kačice i to je sve, i od kačice, i to je sve, i od kačice, i to je sve. Wow, for P-Russia, you just heard Lutachi, Lutatusi, DJ Zidana, with Akash Tazana. Delap, my Slavic. But uh, Brother Vasco's got a new label out there in Skopje, Macedonia. And uh, that's one of the new releases. <laughs> so, my apologies. By the way, I just got the art for the uh, Pedro Balkan four-way. Oh, cool. Yeah. The Milo man from uh, Komisja, uh-huh. Croatia. Well, they're in Zagreb now. Uh, the Vasco from Skopje. Koya from uh, Belgrade. Art. Uh, inside fold-out from uh, Darko from Bosnia, uh, and then Second Man from <laughs> Cool. And it's going to be for Record Store uh, Day 2017. Bitchin'. And he and Brother Koya did this uh, kind of uh, map of the world, and uh, they're kind of like, uh, Tim brought his, uh, yeah, it's like a little, <laughs> they're all snarling. <laughs> but then there's a little, like a little beam from the Balkans going to, Pedro, and then there's a light bulb. That's <laughs> pretty, pretty ratchet. Uh, empty space from Miss Lonely Heart before that. D-E-R, broke, broken my heart. Okay. I had, uh, in the desert, that, that uh, Pioneer Town gig, mm. this cat, his name was David. The pollution before that out of Denver, just got this, brand new, bastard. Horse before that with uh, horse period. <laughs> okay. 
mental illness is a mating ritual. I think they're on tour right now with somebody, Red Fang or something. Uh, Last Lizard, that's, um, uh, this is not my country, that's uh, um, Dirty Beaches, uh, Brother Ox. He's in uh, Hong Kong right now. Chuck Treese, about a Philly, for all for you. And start off with Sisyphus, Gobble Hoof. Now, Gobble Hoof. Yeah. This, this band, uh, this is what, you leave the D.C. area to go to school in West Bank? Yeah, well, I had, the, I had my, punk, my first punk rock moment in D.C. right okay. before I left. So, um, you did have a band. Yeah, I went. What I, did they call? I ha- no, it, it wasn't my band. I had, I had uh, this, there was this anarchist house that would throw punk shows for, in D.C., you know, it was like protest shows. Yeah. And the first time I was invited there by a friend, I sort of snuck out of my house, and I had gotten lost trying to find this venue, and I was like walking through the streets, and there was like hip-hop. There was a lot of hip-hop on boomboxes back then, just on cassette. And uh, I got into this... big band there? I got into this house, Madam's Organ, in Adam's Morgan, and then three seconds later, they hit the first note of their first concert, Bad Brains. Oh wow! Huh? And boy, <laughs> drop the bomb. Who was the band that did drop the bomb? Was, uh, they had their own funk scene. Funk? Yeah, DC had this funk scene. Drop one of the two. One of these bands was called Drop the Bomb. Drop the Bomb. I remember. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, but uh, I don't remember the, the band. I didn't. I heard about this from Henry and Ian uh-huh. and stuff. And, yeah. But you saw the first Bad Brain. First gig, and it just people were just. Leaped in the air, pogoing. The, the all the amps fell over. Just the whole thing just meshed into one bitching, <laughs> one just yeah. pit, and it was uh, it was mind blowing. Wow! Yeah. So right there, you, I want to get into this scene. What's that? Was it? It was profound. It was. It was profound. Yeah, I had. Uh, I want to get involved with this. Well, I actually got shipped off to boarding school in Vermont, a hippie boarding school. So you weren't just because Carter lost and my dad and they were just my parents moved to New York City and it was just different different world no way different world house. different world um, you know I started listening no bad brains nope trouble funk that was the band my oh trouble funk right nice terrible okay but we did remember trouble funk brother Matt they were the ones who did drop the bomb and they were part of this and there was a movement they had a name for this too but I can't think of it maybe it'll come to me. So instead of instead of uh, actually aping the kind of punk thing that I heard, we actually went in the studio as part of a class. Wow! Right away. Save that because we're at the end yeah. of the first hour, 2016, December mm-hmm. 6th edition Watt Pedro Show. Special guest Tim Aaron, brother Matt. Yeah. Hold tight for hour two. Cool. December 6th, 2016. It's the second hour Watt Pedro Show. <laughs>
blindfold Lock me down In La La Land Then you come Brittle and glow All of a sudden Dripping further
dream, a dream. Lay my eggs, lay my I'm back. 
spot for Pedro Show. Start the second hour off with Experimental Hill Arrangement from Abe Aaron, your grandfather. So yeah. Tell, tell us about this tune. So he was uh, in the Les Brown Orchestra. Oh, yeah. Um, and toured USO with the Bob Hope. Okay. And uh, I've just been tasked with family. What was he playing in the... He was playing uh, sax. Okay. Tenor uh, Man? Yeah. John Coltrane. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, you know, my family's given me all these reel-to-reel tapes and movies. So, of, so after being a player, he became composer, arranger. Yeah, he had, he was doing some stuff on the side and like uh, movie, putting together a band. TV. Yeah. Did you get to know him? He's alive at your you know, uh, he died when I was pretty young, like seven or eight. Mm, okay. So I did meet him and hung out with him a few times. Um, but, but then you left. found these tapes. How, yeah. What was that about? Uh, just family handing me boxes of stuff saying, yeah. you're a musician, go figure this out. And this is real to real. Yeah, all real to real stuff. So, uh, Seven just getting and a half fibs. Yeah, getting it transferred at a, at a nice rate. Yeah. And uh, going through it. And uh, it's just I just found some treasures in there that I had heard some stuff earlier on when I was younger that, was, that sounded like some of what Zappa was doing really early on. Wow. Um, and it was this, Wait, like doo-wop? No, it was these just four-piece, four horns, these sort of experimental... Okay, um, okay. So I think early Zappa, I think always that doo-wop kind of no, like it's, rock and roll. Yeah, his really early stuff was composer, composed stuff. Oh, then I don't know his real early. Yeah. It's, I know uh, the uh, mothers. Yeah, there's some bootleg stuff of it. Um, okay. Yeah. I don't know about him as much as I do Cat B for... Yeah, I sort of got into that when I went to... To high school, um, really high school before, yeah. just because I was I was sort of isolated from the punk scene up in this boarding school. Oh right, in right, you're up in Vermont now. Yeah. Okay, so. yeah. Let me play the rest. I'll tell you the last we heard after uh, Abe. Oh, we heard you doing uh, Whip and Last Laugh, some stuff for TV or something. Yeah, those are just some gigs I got doing uh, sound for TV. SoCal. Uh huh. Which I sort of have survived on Burbank over the years. Or- I got to use a whip in one of those tracks. So. One called whip? <laughs> no, I, I, I used like a whip bull sample. Whip. Or yeah, a bull whip. one's called whip. Yeah, one's oh yeah. Last so that was, that was just a, such a blast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got, gotten to whip do some, some weird, funny stuff for TV. And then we had uh, Ichidna. What's it? It's a spiny anteater, right? Ichidna. 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 I think that's what they are. Billions of comrades out of Belgium. Five-year plan with WRT out of Sheffield, right there, James, England. Babes, New York City, of course, out of New York City, a dream about fishing. Ugly Bug from Toxic Mutants out of Germany, Cologne. And finally, the uh, another project, Tim Aaron's here, the F. Uh, F. Leroy's? Fleeroy's, yeah. Oh, it's the Fleeroy's. No, the Fleeroy's would be the. Fleeroy. Yeah. <laughs> Fleeroy, Lord Fleeroy. Because I don't see an A there, so Fleroy's. Fleroy's. Okay, Fleroy's. Up, and this was two t- t- uh, tunes, Uptown and Oracle, spliced together, like you asked. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was you rapping? Yes, in uh, 81, spring of 81. That was that band class I was telling you about. Okay, you go to this boarding school in Vermont. Right, and then they say, we have a band class for a week, and we go with the vice principal to this like 16-track recording studio. And me and this other guy from D.C. thought it would be fun to sort of imitate the rap we were hearing 
on the streets of yeah, D.C. Curtis Blow. So, yeah, so... Take it early 80s, Run DMC. Yeah, so this... So then I discovered this tape just a few years ago and realized... Oh, Last Poets. Did you hear Last Poets yet? Uh, yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, I remember them. Um, I think I, I saw them... this one Curtis Blow record. Somebody played me, maybe Dirk. Mm-hmm. And Bobby Dylan did the intro. You remember that one? Uh-uh. Bobby Dylan does a little rap. <laughs> Think about the media, read encyclopedia. He goes, oh, shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that curse with the fly go chains and the Cadillac in the hood. You know, it was funny, the early. Yeah. And so, what, drum machines? No, no, we had yeah, Matt, Matt, my drummer, who's plays on. Um, right, because there wasn't really me a now. Lot of drum machine going on there. He played on Sisyphus there, that same drummer. Okay. Um, He's been with me for over the years. We went to high school together. This, okay. Yeah. But he ain't D.C. He's not D.C. Yeah. He's uh, he's Boston. And from there, how do you get to West Man? Where, where's the gobblehoof put together? So that's when I get to, uh, so I arrive. College, right. Yeah, I arrive at Hampshire College. and uh, Oh, yeah. My roommates are Yens from Boston. colleges? What's that? Like Northampton, uh, Amherst. Five. Five colleges. Yeah, right. Smith, UMass, Amherst. Not Holyoke. First used to live in the Smith College president's pad. Yeah. <laughs> it was a nice pad. <laughs> Big basement. Okay, so you're at... Uh, so this is when I get turned on to... So Jens has 3,000 records. He turns me on to wow. Minutemen and Sonic. He, he turns me on to all the stuff. That's, that's, and Dinosaur starts playing our, in my apartment. Um, we have, what about Deep Wound? Deep Wound is, is finished. Dinosaur is starting. Did you see them play? Though? No, I never did. No. Never did. Um, and Dinosaur was still uh, instrumental, basically. Yeah. At that well, point. he started to play guitar, right? Because he's really a drummer. Yeah. Comes over. Look, exactly. Lou was the uh, guitar. And really he would nice. bring full stacks into my <laughs> to apartment. Which is, which is like a little bigger than this. Yeah. So, just uh, blasting away. Wow. And what, the hoof is kind of like inspired by this? Um, well, he just, you know, he he at one point asked me to play drums in Dinosaur, because I don't know. What he, oh, really? Um, okay. But he'd already done the first record at that point. Um, and I said, well, I don't play drums, but but he said, well, then. You played yeah. a little in D.C., right? A little bit, but yeah. But you never played again? Okay. Yeah, I mean, he saw me play once, but I, you know, I I would, uh, wouldn't last very long. Um and he, but he encouraged Jay encouraged me to to finish some songs and go in the studio. And that became Gobblehoof. Yeah, and that was. How'd you meet Charlie? Uh, I think I met Charlie through Jens or Jay, and uh, these guys grew up there. And, you know. Right, and he was had been in Deep Wound and was looking for a project. Yeah. Um, so we had this. We had Eric Gaffney from Sebado in sure. the band for a minute, and then it uh, settled on. And then Jay took over on drums, basically. Yeah. And we went and made a record. Um, Who and put came it on, up with the name of the band? Put it on New Alliance, yeah. Mike Watts. Who came up with the name of the band? Um, it was a collaborative effort. Gobblehoof is kind of true. Yeah, it was, we were all in the car throwing names out. Okay. And that got the biggest laughs, I think. <laughs> Knucklehead Defiance. Did you get it, which? Brother Matt, let's bring forth the spin segment. Tim Aaron, cool. on guitar improvised. Yeah, well All done. Right. 
Are you with me out there? And when they come to march on you, tell them to make sure they got their James Brown pants. And don't be surprised if Ali is in the White House. Reverend Ike, Secretary of the Treasury. Richard Pryor, Minister of Education. Stevie Wonder, Secretary of Fine Arts. And Miss Aretha Franklin, the First Lady. Are you out there, CC? A chocolate city is no dream. It's my piece of the rock. And I dig you, CC. God bless Chocolate City and its vanilla suburbs. Can y'all get to that?
Tim tearing it up all over the spin cycle. Brother Matt. I don't know about that. Like I said, I'm just, Brother Matt. just getting warmed up. Thank you for another installment of the spin cycle. What made you do what you did to us today? I think that was mostly pretty much stuff that you guys were talking about. Or that... Uh, some some, yeah, a little dinosaur. bit. Of, got some chocolate city, got some dinosaur. Wow, oh yeah. Yeah, Sweet. Captain Beefheart in there. Nice. Cool, that was fun. Mm. I, I remember that Beastie, yeah, when they're playing their stuff again. And, uh, mm-hmm. We haven't seen Money Mark in a long time. No, we haven't, and that's him. Yeah. With them. Brother Very Adam cool. on the bass. Very Brother cool, thanks, Tim. And Mike Diamond, drummy. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so uh, play along with Jay like that. That was a trip, huh? Yeah, that's... You know, Gary Scheider, Eddie Hazel, Boogie Pal, Billy mm-hmm. Bass, Bernie Worrell, and of course... Oh, yeah. George You're coming. Clinton. You're going to be at Novo. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, we've come to the end of the second hour. What, what's the pedal's name? Aluccio. Aluccio. Cool Aluccio. little dude. Checking out. They're reading the newspaper. <laughs> anyway, the end of the second hour, edition 2016, December 6th. Special guest Tim Aaron, me and brother Matt with you. Hold tight for hour three. Cool. December 6th, 2016. It's the third hour of the Watt Pedro Show. <laughs> Partners to the cooler makes me remember. 
What's that? What's that now? Can they look? Can they touch? Can they take our house? What's that? Who's that? What's that now? Cause to them it's just concrete and dust But to you and me it's not that But it's us when they break down When they break down Get it. 
Live from Pedro Show, started the third hour off with Merrick doing Ladders to Fire. Tell us about that, Tim. Well, it's a little bit of a leap. I uh, left uh, East Coast, came out to L.A. and kept doing Gobble Hoof for a little while. But SST kind of hit hard times and didn't really have an outlet for that third record um, that, that still hasn't come out really technically, except for on that label that I sort of put on it's bank. It's going down the road. Going to yeah, I'm going to put it out. Um, and you should come back east to record with Charlie, right? I'm going to go there over Christmas and get it, get him for the last couple songs. Yeah, bitchy. Which is really cool. Who's the bass? Um, well, it's Kurt Fedora. It's, yeah. it's Jens on the first record, then Kurt Fedora on no, the I, second right. record. I, I know Kurt. Yeah. I didn't know the first guy. Yeah, and then this guy Tom Barda from a band called DFL did the LA. Oh, I remember DFL. Yeah. Was that, wasn't that Ad Rock? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, for a little while, I think, like, this like, yeah. little side project. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so he plays on that third record. But you came out here, the hoof sputters out. Yeah, it sputters out. I, I uh, try to do a thing, uh, well, I do a, this one band called Spork with this director, Tom Stern, and he, uh, we shoot a Marilyn Manson video in my backyard, and then we jump jump on this tour, and we got kicked off in about five days. Sport? Yeah. Sport got the scissors? Yeah. Um, but I moved in with John Joyce. That's name. Who would call their band Sport? Yeah. It's, um, sports uh, metal. That's, I remember that's what they called uh, kind of Limp Bizkit music in uh, Japan. Sports metal. Sports metal. Yeah. I, so, moved, I moved in with this guy, John Joyce. I don't know if you remember him from yeah. Run, Rusty Run. Sure, sure, yeah. of course. Yeah, so we lived in the in the valley, and uh, and I did odd jobs in music, and uh, met Penelope Spheris, and and she gave me a soundtrack to do uh, uh, for this movie called Senseless that I just totally screwed up. <laughs> well, that's the title. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> what she expected. <laughs> Yeah. And that was sort of that was sort of my my demise years. I ended up on the on the on the Circus Ridiculous with Chicken John from Gigi Allen's band. Yeah, that was sort of my 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 bottom. <laughs> like work. a six month tour. Uh, yeah, <laughs> play guitar at his. Uh, he had like this rock opera that we would perform. Yeah, it's like an anarchist circus. Cirque. And uh, and then that ended to me finally that that after the the bottom was over. Um, ended up back in L.A. working in a studio. I was working on a a Kiss Alive Four record as an assistant engineer. Doing, Essential. Doing. I, I was in charge of the the crowds because they wanted it to sound live. Yeah, right. So, so I had all my friends in a in a room and we were all Beef screaming at the top of our our lungs. Beef up the paltry. Yeah. And, you know, Paul Stanley was in this little booth going, "Just look at you all. Just look at you all. Take two. How y'all doing out there? Just they redid everything on the record, you know. Uh, it's just like the taste of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this uh, Lowell George's daughter, Anara George. Yeah, Topanga, right? B and uh, the the bird and the bee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So she's uh, in the studio recording, and she needs a slide part on one of her songs, and. Uh, I was just scared shitless because <laughs> um, her dad was an amazing slide yeah, player. Man, he was a man. And suddenly I just brought it. And then I, you know, I, I recorded a couple songs with them, and then they asked me to join the group, and we did a couple albums. Okay. We recorded out in Jackson Brown Studio, uh, That's and correct. it was it was nice so and it was mellow. Just a lot of uh, luck, a chance. Yeah, it was just a mellow 
thing for me to be. It's totally different than anything else I've done. That's you okay. know, I had to learn how to play light, really light, yeah, sort yeah, of, of course. melodic. But that, that's vocabulary. Yeah, it was yeah. amazing. Okay, then we heard hello. Uh, we got some bunch of music from uh, Ben, Mr. Susan, South London. Uh, hello, bastards! Valmont, Holocaust, Bearded Youth, Quest, Stuck in the Mud, Secret Black Boyfriend with uh, Hepatitis. Uh, Exploder than you with Castle House, and then Creature Box with just House. Got a little house connect there. Um, right now you're doing bright sides, right? Yeah. So, so explain this because we're gonna do a tune uh, sleeping. Oh, okay. So, well, this is uh, music. I'd assembled a lot of songs I'd written over the years for a lot of different projects, and but I didn't really have the confidence to sing. You know, it took me. Like <laughs> forever yeah. to finally. I mean, I, I would do it here and there, but uh, but finally, I just uh, really just was very determined, and and I had all these songs, and I had melodies, but I didn't have lyrics, so I had to also sort of get into lyric writing, and uh, I've just been into finishing things, and I'm playing with this band, The Bright Sides, uh, is a collection of music where I'm actually singing on the music, yeah. and uh, that song is. Uh, about a boy who falls in love with a girl of his dreams and then he hears some kind of Buddhist philosophy that dreams are reality and reality is a... <laughs> the jack chair. <laughs> yeah. And you know reality what? is a dream, so he's trying to get between these two worlds to try to get to That's her. That's exactly the adventures of Jack Flanders. He gets a chair in the mail and sucks him into an alternate mm. universe. Oh, yeah? And it takes him, what, like 14 hours. It's a yeah, mind bunch movie, of episodes. Right? You find out that he was the dude who ended up sending himself the chair from that fucking Oh, world. nice. <laughs> it's kind of like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a great song. Let's just...
Bought for Pedro Show last music for this edition. The Bright Sides was sleeping. After that, something live from the Stick Sellers. Contaminated. Negative Scanner after that. Out of, I think they're Chicago. And the tune is Ivy League Asshole. Isn't that nice? Uh, M.B. Jones with a demo of his Sacred Cows of Hadley, Massachusetts. Hmm. I think it's West Mass. Yeah, no, that's right there. Right. Between Northampton and Amherst. But but kind of tiny. Yeah. Not as big as... You know this guy, Matt Jones? He's pretty prolific. He writes a lot. And he, you know, he's been teaching in Korea and stuff, and now he came back and he's making music. He mm-hmm. lived in Oaktown for a while. Mm. Uh, and finally, uh, Tolum with Pride, Prejudice, and Fear. Right. Optimistic way to end the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tim Aaron here uh, about his um, journey through music. Mm-hmm. Uh, plans now to pursue more bright, bright sides. sides. Put out the model actress records. Put out the model actor. You didn't really discuss them. Yeah. That's that, David Yao. That David Yao introduced me to them, and we uh, that was very much inspired. Like David by, Yao now lives. Remember we had him on the show? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he guessed on one song on the EP yeah. that was put out before I joined it, and but I'm finishing the EP into an LP, and then we're, we have an extra record pretty much close to done. And uh, that was very sort of, that band's very Minutemen, sort of Gang of Four, yeah. um, Dog-Faced Hermans yeah. kind of. Rhythmic influenced, and it was a great Dark opportunity. Face servants. I think they were Scotland, huh? Yeah. Trippy some of them turned into the X, years. yeah. Yeah, some ended up in the Dutch Cats X, right. yeah. Right, so uh, very rhythmic. What about, what about advice? Advice? Yeah, <laughs> come on, how long has the journey been for you? 30, 40 years. So, so let's say a younger cat. Well. Asked. I, uh, I've just kept making music and I haven't really had an outlet for it until recently when I put together this label, Yeah. except for early on when I was on New Alliance. So, you would um, people. and then I've, you know, just struggled getting by making, doing sound and music for various TV shows. But, uh, you know, now I've, I, my, I kept asking musical legal questions of, of my buddy from the Radical Law Center. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and he said, uh, "Why don't you stop asking me questions and study the law with me? Get into you can law. Do it, you can do it for free. You can become a lawyer in California if you get a lawyer to sponsor you. Yeah, and you do it through the bar association. So I've just this is my latest uh, attempt to support my wow, cool. <laughs> support it's making like music. A parallel path to your music is yeah, and then music, I uh, law. Yeah, well, what, I also got I discovered band, there was a band that had a great name." Entertainment actually, law? Yeah, it was the dude. That's right. It was a friend of the dude who was the guest, right? I think it was Eli or something. Yeah. And his band's name was Entertainment Law. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> but you're thinking of like a branch of this music law. You know, uh, we we do criminal law. We help guys oh, who are just, okay. you know, right now just getting screwed. But you got into it because of music law. Yeah, I, I, because All right, I already knew some stuff. Somebody tried to jive you over some deal. You know, just various things over the years. Just yeah. uh, I didn't know that if you actually collaborate with someone, help you write and you create something, if yeah. you don't sign a work for hire, you actually have the equal right to exploit right. that music. Sure. So I, th- I had all this this huge collection, and I was like, well, I don't have everybody's permission. Yeah. And then I just found that I didn't need it. <laughs> okay. So your advice would be what? You know what the law is? Uh, it's it's. Well, Why don't you tell somebody young getting into music? 
Or old. Let's see, they're older and they want to get into me. Because you know Vincent Van Gogh only painted his last 10 years. Yeah. I don't think, Joe Biza, I think, started uh, learning guitar at 27. I think, I think one thing I learned about singing is that uh, just because you have a voice doesn't mean you can pick it up and sing. It's You have to spend as much, at least as nearly as much time as you did developing your chops on your instrument to your so voice. You and you got to learn it. you got to work it. And then, and then you, and it's, it just doesn't happen like magic, you sure. know. It's, uh, like a muscle. Yeah, yeah, and then you can get there. I mean, that's the thing. No, that's I great just, advice. I discovered late, you know. But. That's great advice because I think the the age of the remote control for television, people think, yeah, maybe music, you just have to wave the magic wand and you, you don't have to put it's any... trial and error, like everything, yeah, you, you know? put work in. Absolutely. I want to thank you so much for being on the show, Brother oh, Matt. such a pleasure. Ooh. Thank you for it's your always essential aid bed. Best of luck with the bright sides. Thank you. And uh, these, uh, these other things, too. Uh, Model, actress. And the uh, Gobblehoof re-release. And, the, and yeah, the Gobblehoof, which goes all the way back to the beginning. So that's neat. You still have a connect with that. Yeah. I wish you best luck. All right, thank hey, you. Well, it's yeah. been uh, December 6, 2016 edition. We'll for Pedro Show. Me and Brother Matt, we're going to see what Patterson's screening. Yeah, Jim so Jarmusch has a new movie. All right. And, you know, me and Brother Matt don't go to a lot of screenings. <laughs> so it'd be kind of special for us. But it was very, very special having you aboard. Oh, you have been a... Uh, really uh, help over the years just uh, an inspiration thank you got you uh, everybody out there keep your powder dry yeah